Today's story, 70 seconds, that's all it took. 70 seconds, a beautiful life was lost. In 70 seconds, two children lost their mom. In 70 seconds, a mom and dad lost their daughter. Was it a premeditated hit or a case of a robbery with a tragic ending? This is the story of Chelsea Smalls. Welcome back to Horror, Wine, and Crime. KK here. Hello. Here at ya. Yeah, and welcome back. And as we unravel this heart-wrenching, true, unsolved murder, we are going to be drinking a glass of the classic cupcake Moscato, our fave. Absolute favorite. Yes. So this tragic story takes place in Taylor, Michigan, Named after the 12th president, Zachary Taylor. But more than that, it hits close to home for me. I grew up in Taylor. Before moving to Oakland County, I was a Wayne County girl. I grew up there. I graduated from Kennedy High School. Go Eagles! Mm, If they were still there. They recently shut the school down. Sad. That is sad. I still have family and friends who live there, though. So I know exactly where this is, and it just breaks my heart. This is a nonsense tragedy that should have never happened. And with your help, we can only hope that this cold-hearted killer gets caught and Chelsea Small's family gets the justice they've been waiting for and truly deserve. On Tuesday, November 12, 2013, in the city of Taylor, Michigan, local Chelsea Small was found murdered at the Advanced America Check Cashing Store. The incident took place at 1204 at 8229 Telegraph Road near near Champaign Street. The suspect, who can be seen on surveillance cameras, is a white male aged 35 to 50 years old, standing at a height of around 5'10". He has a stocky build, he had shoulder-length brown hair, and walked with a slouch. In the video, you can see he was wearing a white t-shirt with a dark-colored jacket and dark-colored pants. The suspect also had a dark-colored hat with a light-colored logo on the front and side of the hat. Um, It was almost kind of like a garage or mechanic worker uniform type of thing. So I was wondering maybe he was working somewhere. Um, He got off work. I don't know. It kind of looked like a uniform to me. I guess it could go either way. No, I 100% agree. Yeah, so on this Tuesday, uh, the man allegedly came to rob the Advance America on Telegraph, where Small was working, and shot and killed her in the process. The gunman entered the business, pulled out his weapon, announced a robbery, and shot her to death. He shot her once, then walked to the small door that separated the customers from behind the desk, opened the latch, went behind the desk, and shot Chelsea for a second time. No arrests have unfortunately been made in this case. Um, And we can also post the video, um, or we can try to, so that you can see it. Um, I'm sure you can Google it as well. Um, Just share it and hope somebody recognizes who this man could possibly be. Chelsea Small, she was, it was in 2002, she was a Carlson High School graduate. She had two children who are now 14 and 10. Uh, She was single, and she was 30 years old when she was killed during the November 
2013 robbery at the former Advanced America on Telegraph. Uh, this murder, like we said, has remained unsolved. The singer single mother of two worked full-time at a cash-in-advance store in Taylor, Michigan, just outside Detroit. She was also enrolled in classes at Wayne County Community College. Her sister Mandy said that Chelsea was a standout student. She was on the dean's list. She was very proud of herself. She studied very hard. She did everything for her children. She was very motivated by them, and she just wanted to provide for them and give them everything in life that she could. Despite her hectic schedule, Chelsea took the time out to celebrate her son's fifth birthday, a day Chelsea's own mom, Debbie Cammon, will never forget. Memories of that special day recently came flooding back when a lost camera suddenly resurfaced. Those family photos would be the last Chelsea Small would ever take. Four days later, Chelsea was at the job at Advanced America, and it was a day like any other day, but what would ultimately change her and her lives of her loved one forever. Yeah, she was actually alone in the store, which I don't understand why they would have a single person working at a time in a store like that where people just can get cash. I mean, I just feel like that's a high-target crime area. Especially being a bank. Right. And I... 100% 100% believe no matter whether it's a 7-Eleven, a bank, a gas station, there should always be minimum two employees. Yeah, because you never know. Like, nobody should be alone and put, just put in that situation. Um, the doors were kept uh, locked for safety, even during business hours. Shortly after 12 noon, a man wearing a dark ball cap buzzed at the door. Now, her mom actually says that she has a gut feeling that Chelsea knew this man, at least enough to not hesitate when buzzing him in. Because she kind of, you see too in the video when he walks in, she kind of just immediately lets him come inside. Um, And Stephen Schwein, the former lead investigator on the case, who he actually recently retired, he agrees with her. He says, I think it's reasonable to think that she would be familiar with him, especially from a business standpoint. Chelsea's mom says if the customer had raised any red flags, her daughter likely would have called before letting him inside. She goes on to say, if she was afraid or intimidated, I would think she would have waited and called me like she had in the past and said, I just want to keep you on the line. Which is so sad because the fact that it happened before that she felt so uncomfortable that she called her mom, like nobody should feel unsafe at their place of work and it's sad that she had to feel like that especially because she was alone there yeah and as we were researching this um part of me kind of thought like maybe it was a fake client so like picture this he comes in the day or two before talks about a plan either with her or maybe an employee that was with her at the time so she notices what's going on with him and maybe the other employee was helping her. Mm-hmm. And so he, that's him scoping it out, maybe trying to make a fake, you know, plan. So or he'll be like, oh, I'll be back on such and such day or another day to bring the paperwork or more information that I need. And then she switches days with the other employee mm-hmm. and works. And then when he comes to the door and rings the buzzer, she's like, oh, 
that's Mr. Smith. He was in here talking to, you know, the other employee. I know who that is. He's just dropping off paperwork. Or So then she opens the door just thinking it was going to be something quick and easy that they were going to sign a paper or do something, you know. Little did she know what she was in for. Right. I think that, too, like, I think that that sounds, like, really reasonable because if she was nervous to let people in before, you know, why wouldn't she hesitate with letting him in so i think that there is like a really strong possibility that she recognized him like like you said as a client or i mean unless it was somebody she personally knew and met before i'm not sure but i i definitely agree that she probably recognized him to some capacity and i don't know if he if we go down the road of him being a hitman you would think he knew who his target was but maybe not you know like maybe he was expecting it to be other the person and then he walks in, he's like, oh, well, shit, this isn't who it was supposed to be. But I already came in blazing. Right. You know, so he had to take her out anyway. I'm not sure. That's just me speculating, going down my own rabbit hole. Right, yeah. Yeah, and seconds after he entered the store, um, you know, Chelsea was afraid, which obviously because he, the man walked right up to the counter and pulled out a gun and... Just as Chelsea, she managed to actually hit the silent alarm, um, but just as she hit it, he fired the first shot, um, which did hit her. And, yeah, he wasn't done yet with that. I don't understand. That's why I'm also like, did he... Was it his intention to come in there and kill her? Because why would he shoot her more than once? I don't know. But, yeah, the surveillance video shows him walking around the uh, counter and firing the second shot. Into her already, like, lifeless body. I don't know. Um, So, investigator Schwein says, I think that his intent on going around to the backside of the counter is to make sure that Chelsea is not going to provide him any more resistance. But she was the key to giving him more money than he got. I mean, he got, like, $200. Yeah. So, taking her out first seems senseless like he kind of botched it up himself if he was looking for more money i don't know yeah um but and also you know he would have had to know the hours of the store because they're all random so like you know tuesday wednesday thursday they're 10 to 6 but on a saturday it's 10 to 2 sunday they're closed monday 10 to 6 so it had to be someone who knew she was going to be there or one person was going to be there or the hours. He did his homework, whatever it was. Yeah, and um, apparently on Tuesdays it was their, like, less, or, like, they're not as busy days on Tuesdays, so I wonder if he also knew that, so he planned to go on specifically a Tuesday because he didn't want anybody else in the store while he was in there. Um, yeah, you kind of have to wonder what this guy planned out for this. So he comes in and he has a suppressor on his gun, which it's another word. More people call it a silencer, but um, so it's quiet. So nobody heard it. No, you know, and it's also connected to a strip. So there's like a piece of place and then, um, or at least now there is, but I believe it's the same at the time. And they're on telegraph. So that's like a super highly traffic road. So for him to walk in, shoot the door, or shoot through the, you know, once he gets through the door, and then leave, 
and for nobody to hear anything in the middle of the day on Telegraph, which if you know where that is, it just seems very mind-boggling. Yeah. Um, but uh, these suppressors, they're illegal, and only certain individuals are allowed to have them, and there's a list. So if you have one, your name is on a list. And then if you bought it illegally, somebody's name is still on a list. So in my mind, it's like somebody knows something of someone that gave him this gun. Like there's a paper trail somewhere. Yeah. It's just a matter of going finding down. it. Yeah, going down all the trails to figure it out. Ugh. So, with Chelsea, the only witness, now dead, the shooter begins searching the store, casually opening cabinets and drawers, and let me tell you, he's taking his time. He is in no hurry, so there's no fear of getting in and out, although he still did it in 70 seconds. Uh, The Taylor police detective, Eric Jones, who now leads the investigation, says the killer's calm demeanor was very outstanding. Again, there was no panic. There's no, oh my gosh, I need to leave now. It was just after taking the cash out of the register, he strolls out the front door and yeah, after 70 seconds, everything was said and done. He was gone, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's incredibly how calm and level head he was. I just can't, if you watch the video, he just, you know just strolling around like okay well you know check that's done got the money okay right like he had he had no remorse or like i don't know like it wasn't like he just panicked and shot her and was like oh my god what did i just do oh my god let me hurry up and there's no sense of urgency exactly yeah no sense of urgency at all he just it was like he was like okay well yeah let me get her out of the way maybe come i don't know depending on if it was a robbery or what but he or he just wanted to make it look like a robbery. But yeah, he was extremely calm. And like you said, the weird part was that he only stole $200 from the business. Like, this definitely made me raise an eyebrow, uh, kind of side-eye the whole situation. Because if his main intent was to rob the place, you'd think he would take more than $200. Like, and why, like you said, why would he immediately kill her when she had access to get him more money? So you would think his main goal, if his main goal was to rob the place, he would keep her alive until he got as much money as he could. Like, why immediately kill her? Officers responded to the silent alarm, um, and they arrived minutes later and found Chelsea's body behind the counter, but unfortunately no trace of her killer. Another crazy part for me is that, like you said, this happened on Telegraph Road, and if you're not from Michigan, just know Telegraph Road is just, it's a big road that's always heavily populated with a bunch of stores and a bunch of cars, especially midday lunchtime like that during the week when people are out, like, getting their lunch. It has to be extra packed at that time, and the fact that nobody saw anything at all is just crazy, Um, although I know it, it is super close to I-94, um, so I'm sure that helped secure him, like, get away faster. Also, there's, like, a neighborhood behind that he could have jumped the fence. There were a lot of different ways that he could have escaped. Yeah, another thought was, like, was he on foot, or did he drive? Did he have a driver? Is there, like, maybe a second person, like, a getaway that nobody's thought of, or... They did, they didn't. I don't see any research that they said it. Right. But just 
from him disappearing so fast, I would either assume that he took off in the subdivision behind him, like Mm -hmm. stripped out of whatever clothes he had on and took off. Yeah. Or he hit 94 and was gone. Yeah. And I guess maybe another possibility, he parked in like another parking lot and then just walked. And since he had, you know, the suppressor on his gun, nobody heard anything. So nobody was like, thinking anything was happening, so they weren't really looking at him weird. I mean, if you look at this guy, if you saw him on the street, he's really not um, super intimidating looking. Yeah. All the evidence in the case was gathered the day Spall was shot. The bullets used were put into a national database to track them. Unfortunately, no matches were found. And like we said earlier, too, if the robbery was motivated, investigators questioned why was small shot first? Why when she had access to so much money? So, and then they started to investigate her past and the people in it. And nothing in Chelsea's background indicated that the shooting was personal, or at least according to the police. Um, the only concrete evidence left behind in this case was the surveillance video. And that shows everything that happened. Looking at the video, it doesn't fully show the murder. Um, I'm sure for graphic reasons, you know, it's edited out when you see it on TV and stuff. But the guy doesn't, again, he doesn't look super threatening. He just seems like street mean. And his outfit, again, we've said, could pass for any uniform. Um, The guys from True Crime Garage, they covered the story as well. And they did mention how it looked like he had gloves on because his hands look a lot paler in color in comparison to his face which would make sense because the only thing that it seems that they could think that he touched where they could even try to get evidence would have been the doorbell yeah and And like the the counter or like the little door and there was nothing there and so he definitely covered his tracks there as well yeah i agree it definitely looked like he could have been wearing gloves um from the video i mean the video is pretty um grainy i guess but it it, they do look lighter than his face so i'm sure he had gloves on i mean you know this guy had to be quite knowledgeable in what he was doing because he did it so quickly and so calmly and left no tracks behind so i you know i think he either has done this before or he really, uh, he really plotted it out. From everything, you know, gathered and presented, you know, like I said, it, it just seems more like a plotted out murder than just a robbery. I just think this, because the guy only took that small amount of money, like really small, um, and he immediately killed Chelsea rather than having her lead him to more money. Uh, police heavily investigated those in Chelsea's life, and yeah, like, like Lowe said, no one was a prime subject. Um, but, I mean, do we think someone hired this guy to kill her or what? I don't know. Another important note worth mentioning, um, I think Lowe mentioned it before, um, was that she didn't regularly work on Tuesdays. She actually switched her shift with a co-worker just a few days before that um, so that she could host her son's birthday party. So, you know, was this... If this was a plan to intentionally kill somebody, was it even supposed to be Chelsea who was killed? 
or was it intended targeting for the person who she was originally working for? That's a good point and a very good question. And hopefully they looked into that too, maybe looked into who switched shifts with her and maybe looked at that person's past. You know, was that person going through a divorce or a bad breakup or, oh, money, you know, just something that wasn't kosher there. I don't know. Yeah. I know. I have to wonder, and I I have to wonder also how that person feels. Not that it was their fault at all because they just switch shifts like everybody does when they're working. And she, Chelsea, was probably the one that asked. Right, yeah, for her son's birthday party. Uh, I just, oh my gosh, because... I can't imagine what they were thinking, like, that would have been me if I didn't switch shifts and then, like, oh, my gosh, like, feel guilty. like Mourning oh your friend, but yeah. thankful it wasn't you. Like, what emotion do I go to first? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Ugh, it's just all so messed up. And Chelsea's family is, you know, she, they're obviously still searching for any answers. And this has been more than seven years after this mother of two was shot and killed at her job. Yeah, Chelsea's mother, Debbie Cameron, says that they made a promise to her that day that they will do whatever it takes to keep this going until the day comes. Her mom says she continues to fight the fight and fight to find the truth for herself and for Chelsea's two children. Chelsea's former employer, the Advanced America, is actually also offering a $50,000 reward for any information leading them to an arrest and conviction. And Crime Stoppers is also offering a $2,500 reward for information, which is huge because any small piece of information can help. So, I mean, please, if you have any information on this case, even if you feel like you may possibly know something or the guy may look kind of familiar to you or just anything you're not gonna get anyone in trouble like it just is gonna you're gonna find you know peace for this girl what she deserves and for her family so if you do know anything or think you do call 1-800-SPEAK-UP or go online to www.1800speakup.org to submit a tip You can even send the text CSM to CRIMES 274637. Any information can help bring Chelsea's family some peace of mind or closure, you know, that they at the very least deserve. And all of your information will, of course, remain anonymous always. And somebody always knows something. Even if you don't think that you know, you might. And you may think that it is nothing big. But sometimes those little things end up being the big things. And any clue, no matter how small, speak up. Because so many times people think that it's nothing, but it turns out to be everything to solve the case. Absolutely. So Chelsea Smalls is now buried in Gibraltar Cemetery, where members of the community often stop by to leave memorabilia and keepsakes by her grave. Chelsea's ex, Rick, told Dateline that at the time of Chelsea's murder... The two of them had been talking about rebuilding their family. He says, I am completely lost without her, and I don't even feel like a whole person in her absence. Chelsea was my soulmate, and I am forever mourning. Rick now has custody of his and Chelsea's children, Jocelyn and Logan, and he and Chelsea's family stay close. Rick says that Debbie was and is like his own mother. 
Chelsea's sister Tiffany echoed in the family's pain that my best friend is gone. She recently got married and she could only think of is where is my sister? She should be here. That is heartbreaking. I mean, this whole story is like, and to think of her two children too, like they were so young at the time and now having to grow up without their mother because of someone's senseless, violent act. Absolutely. It's, it's so heartbreaking. And again, especially with that being from my hometown. And again, I go through there weekly and, uh, it's sad. And again, over $200. I mean, was that really worth a life? Yeah, absolutely not. And you know, the devastation that the family has to go through and still going through because they are not going to rest until somebody's brought to justice. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, and I just think that this guy, he just needs to be caught. I don't care how many years it takes and how long after the fact it is. Like, he needs to be caught and brought to justice because the fact that, like you said, it was just $200. If the, Especially, like, if this was a intent, and the intention was for robbery, to kill someone over $200. Again, somebody knows something. Somebody always knows something. So just anything Yeah, speak up. Absolutely. We'll post those um, phone numbers and links and everything, too, where you can um, submit a tip as well if you forget to write it down or something. And we'll have information on our Facebook, our Instagram, all the socials. So, and we'll... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. We will post pictures of, you know, the video and of the suspect of what we have. Again, like Crystal said, it's grainy, but we will do the best to show you what we're looking at. And just take a second to stop and look at it. Yeah. And see if anything triggers. Yeah. You never know. And actually, me and Lo drove by that area just since it's so close to where we are. Um, and let me look. It's now a, um... I think it's an advanced dental. It is Jackson Hewitt Tax Services. That's way off. <laughs> it does, it looks like a dental office, so I get where you were coming from with that. But yeah, it's in the middle of a strip mall. It's between a Hungry Howie's and, um, something else. Maybe that was the dental office. It's between Maybe. something, but... It's been um, a long day, okay? <laughs> we went to, uh, Turtle Cove down there and took the girls and... We had a, a good day of fun in the sun today, but uh, brain's a little fried, not going to lie. Yeah, the sun and the water slide kind of knocked it out of us. <laughs> but we're pushing on, pushing on. Yes, definitely. Um, so, yeah, like, like we said, if you know anything, um, make sure to call one of those numbers. Um, and, yeah, comment on our stuff if, you know, you have any more information on this story, um, if, you, if we miss something. We definitely want you involved, um, especially you Michiganders who are from around this area. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for an episode next week as well. Fresh and new. And uh, don't forget to check out the website. And we will be posting very soon again um, for contest updates. So $1, that's all it takes to get you in to win a horror gift box bag prize 
Yes. Something like that. Yeah, minimum $1, guys. And this is my, it's worth more than $1, assure us. So it's cool stuff. You definitely want to get in on that while you can. All right. Well, on that note, we got to go. Stay creepy. Bye. Bye.